This week on Waxing the Porpoise, G-Baby and the usual suspect Steve flashback to a mid-80s horror sci-fi flick about the end of the world, where a handful of survivors must come to grips with LA becoming a ghost town slash zombie wasteland overnight by way of a sinister meteor in Night of the Comet from 1984. Join us as we continue our bootacular part due to discuss pumpkin variants, getting goofed in the corn maze, play a quick game of Finish the Lyric, Young Jeezy Edition, and ask ourselves, when the world ends, where will you draw your line in the sand? The porpoises, midnight companions and keen observers, overcome by this celestial nightmare which has breached the sky, defy the gods and press forward in search of safer waters. I don't know what the fuck that means. Let's wax this meteoric porpoise. Yeah, so yeah. we might have some rich fucking Murdoff stuff coming up because people are like losing their fucking mind at the thought that he might get a new trial. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah, it's wild. It's like they, it didn't seem like they had to try to stack the deck like that. And I wonder if she was getting influenced by someone else. I mean, if it seemed well, kind of weird. Ah, so it could have been so we, like. We might need to even do a full episode about it because it's super interesting. <laughs> Because none of the jurors were saying shit after the trial until the book came out. And then when uh, a couple of them read it and were like, ooh, this is kind of dirty. And I think in hindsight, they felt kind of dirty about what happened. Mm-hmm. So the, the defense attorneys reached out to every single juror after the trial. None of them wanted to talk to them. But then when the book came out, they had two or three reach out to them and be like, hey, this is kind of fucked up. And so we want to tell you about it. And so, yeah, we damn. we could maybe... I don't know. We might want to wait until because the defense filed their motions and now I think the state has like 90 days. Dude, they are probably so fucking pissed because they had <laughs> they had the conviction of all of their careers in the bag and now it's definitely in jeopardy. So and I think they have 90 days trying to, to make respond. a name or trying to make a buck just fucks it all up, makes it yeah. difficult. Yep. That sucks. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we'll just uh, think about covering that on a future episode uh, because yeah, it's super can... interesting the stuff she's accused of dude it's it's crazy like one of the defense attorneys was like I've, I've been doing criminal trials for 50 years i've never seen a clerk do anything close to this ever like it's so just beyond you know well she's what's... a pioneer if yeah. anything <laughs> dude she's looking at 20 years in a federal pound me in the ass prison but federal fucking prison yeah Yeah. that's hardcore man but good i mean it's like even though this guy doesn't seem like you know there's something off with this guy but even still it's like it's the precedent kind of thing like you know what if it what if it was like a brenton butler type deal yeah Yeah, exactly poor fucking bastard have something like that happen yeah so yeah, fuck that. You can't. Yeah, it's not. Fuck around it's not even life's the, at stake. Everybody gets so concerned with the result, 
it's not the result. It's the process that gets you to the result that I'm more worried about. So that's why when you see like these stupid fucking evidentiary rulings where the judge was just like every single thing they brought up, he's like, I'll allow it. It's like, okay, but you are fucking up the machine that's supposed to spit out the just result by just throwing every single fucking thing in it. So, yeah. Anyway, that, that could be... the journey. Yes. It's not the treasure, it's the friends we made along the way. Yes. <laughs> there are rules. This isn't Nam. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, welcome back to Waxing the Porpoise. Uh, we are back again, episode 74 now. Uh, tonight we'll be covering Night of the Comet. Uh, this is... Uh, this is kind of a soft launch, I guess, I suppose, in our Halloween boo-tacular, spooktacular, part do-tacular, um, <laughs> just kind of focusing on horror, uh, more horror, and some Halloween stuff, Halloween-tinged, even though this movie, I realize, is a pretty sneaky Christmas and end-of-the-world kind of New Year's vibe to it more than Halloween, but it's got zombies, so fuck it. Um, or zombie-like creatures. Uh, yeah, this is from 84. This is one I had seen a few times over the years, and it's a kind of a comfort, guilty pleasure, comfort food for me kind of flick. Um, tonight, you got myself, Jim G. Baby. You can have a Diet Coke or a Coca-Cola. That's what Mahatma Gandhi said. He said, you could have Diet Coke, but why? <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> that's from uh i don't know if you've seen floating around uh somebody somebody did like a deep fake like ai gary Busey, and like oh, a, a podcast interview kind of you thing know, somebody i can't remember if it was you or my old lady she showed me a clip of him recently buttered sausage yeah is that not yeah. real no that's... i was heartbroken when i found out it wasn't real that's how you know you are completely batshit is when something like that is going around and they're like, that's Gary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I saw a video of, of you saying that, that stuff, I would call the police and the ambulance immediately. <laughs> but for him, it's like, yeah, that's just, that's, that's two. It was a two stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is fun. Cause I told, I bought it hook, line and sinker. The more you look at it, there's some like weird, like, to me, when I like a deep fake, there's a couple tells I can tell throughout, you know, uh, and some of those, I'm like, I'm not an expert, but, um, yeah, I'm not quite once you to know it too. Yet. And then w once you know it and then watch it, you can see some of the, the cracks in the facade, I guess. But yeah, the buttered sausage one was fucking funny. Why is it doing <laughs> what it's doing? Get it out of my face. It sounds just like him, and even yeah. like his big ass teeth and like the the mouth movements. I was like, that's getting pretty good, man. That scares me. Like, what's what's it gonna look like in fifteen years? Fuck. Yes, that is very frightening. And uh, without further ado, also we have the usual suspect, Steve. Tough nuggies for watching Predators of the Serengeti. How's it going, man? Doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing good. I was pretty proud of myself that I was able to mine and unearth the tough noogies bump. Um, it's pretty simple. I just typed in tough noogies, Ross. Oh, and there you go. Up, so it wasn't that hard. 
Um, I got a couple kind of funky things to get out of the way. Do you want to, should we knock them out first yeah. off top yeah, or do you want to save them? Okay. No, um, I have a game, uh, a couple announcements. Um, let's see. Cause we had talked about, uh, young Jeezy finish the lyric. Oh Yeah. And so I'm just going to read it aloud and we'll grade you. Uh, I was going to like try to get little snippets, but I thought that's kind of like really gambling with copyright shit. If I'm to blatantly play like sections of song like that multiple times in a row. So I'm going to read a couple lines I mean, and then should, you finish it, the lyric. It should fall under fair use, but the YouTube overlords don't necessarily always care about stuff like that. So fuck that's it. That's true. Let's do spoken word. Jeezy, finish the lyrics. <laughs> Slam poetry. Young right. And this, I'm going into this blind. I did not know this was happening. So <laughs> that's how you feel. All right. Um, this is from That's How You Feel. Uh, I'll give the song and then I'll get into it. So infrared beam on the Mossberg pump. Hit his ass with it twice. Make him a town stomp. Finish. The lyric. Infrared beam on the Mossberg pump hit his ass with it twice, make him a town stomp. Can you give me the first part of the next line? In uh give me the first couple words. In gats. In in gats we trust. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like you're just setting me up to say the n-word i don't know why no i swear <laughs> i'm not i've i'm i did this specific that's all i don't think i did that first verse i just wanted to include the ingats we trust so you got that part okay i gave you i gave you two well, freebies I think this is gonna be a little bit harder than i thought all right let's move on to number two i'll, okay. I'll give you a point for that um or a half a point of three bottom of the map all oh, a yeah. gangster do. All a gangster do is stay fresh. Yeah. Forty-five with the the Gucci Teflon vest, obviously. Hey, yep. All right, <laughs> cool. <laughs> it's got all of his ad libs, like in quotes, right next to it. Uh, and then third and final, and then what? Uh, strapped up in the club. Yeah, I'm so crazy. These other These rappers, other rappers, actors like Patrick Swayze. Obviously. Ha <laughs> ha, yes. <laughs> All right, you got two and a half out of three. All right. Not bad. Pretty solid. Uh, yeah, so that, that'll wrap up um, Young Jeezy. That's how you feel. Finish the lyric. Um. <laughs> Dude, some of, his, some of his shit, I've listened to it a hundred times. It still makes no sense to me at all. Yeah. <laughs> it does and it doesn't. <laughs> It's and, like, well, some uh, of it, it's like it's probably known slang. Yeah, that I would be. I would feel like such a dipshit if I was like, "What does this mean?" And everyone's like, "Well, obviously that means you know whatever." Like, I'm sorry, I'm still learning. Yeah, they'd be like, "Get your page ass the fuck out of here." Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess next up on the announcement front, so. Next week, we'll be having uh, Miles back on. He's going to join nice. us for The Thing. Oh, nice. Hyped big, up. So. Big episode. Much anticipated. Yeah. That, that'll nice. be, that'll fun. be fun. If you can get old JD to cool his tits, you'll yeah. finally have that one under your belt. 
and that that'll be a fun way to ring in the Halloween season too. And so I'm thinking, I've I was kicking it around. I wasn't sure, but with that, and then Chris uh, is going to come back on the week following to do Prince of Darkness, which is the second of third in the John Carpenter Apocalypse trilogy. So it starts the thing, Prince of Darkness, and the third film is In the Mouth of Madness with Sam Neill. Okay. Um. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get that one that trilogy knocked out, and that'll that'll be fun to talk about like each film, not only but then like the uh, the overarching like idea and uh, mythos of the apocalypse trilogy. So that'll be fun. I'm a big Carpenter fan. He did um, the Fog and Christine, yeah. which you've seen so far now. So um, I really like his style and vibe. He's definitely one of my favorite horror directors or directors period so um well, yeah and miles and chris are fan favorites i would say yep s tier as miles would say um <laughs> yeah so we'll we'll have that i'll i'll save the harrison ford for the end put a bow on things i finally remembered that fucking broccoli joke that he tells that's a a crowd pleaser i guess last bit of uh announcements here too I had the privilege of going on a second time to Creature Comforts with uh, Justin, aka Soju from the Straight Chilling Crew. It's their oh yeah like, off sh- their offshoot. They do like mini casts as well, but it's it's like they primarily focus on horror. So this is their branching out into like horror adjacent things that are kind of on the cusp of that. And he let me pick this time, uh, so I picked uh, the jacket from 2005 with Adrian Brody. That's one I recommended to your ass for like nine years straight. Yeah. I don't think you ever watched. No. Um, sure didn't. I was going to save it for this show, but I was like, fuck it. I think this one would be cool to talk about now. So we'll, I'll scratch that off our slate. But yeah, it was a great time. Justin was on here. Prisoners. For one of, yeah, for one of the, I think the best movies we watched was Prisoners. So. That's one of your top? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a really good one. That's a crowd favorite too. He's of of the three straight chilling boys that we've had on the show. He's he's the uh, pace setter. It's a that one's in the top ten up with there with Karen Reed and the the uh, Coors Light Chronicles. Yeah, <laughs> of course we ought to have Dick back soon too. It's been a while. And your dad, your dad's yep. a crowd favorite. Had a great time talking with him. That'd be God. cool to get him on the books those here two soon. Together. Oh boy! You think that's like like a <laughs> no, like a super too group? <laughs> too much. That would be too much. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So and well, so, do you know when that one comes out? That comes out Monday. So keep your eyes peeled. That's just in their YouTube channel. It's like a a video. And the name of the cast. show is Creature Comforts. Creature Comforts, and nice. I think you can just it's it's under their Straight Chilling channel. So it's just like. YouTube uh, forward slash uh, straight chilling. Uh, so we'll link that on our, on our socials and stuff. And uh, big thanks to him. Uh, Soju at straight chilling for having me on for that. It was, it was a really good discussion. I had a great time. Uh, so I'm looking forward to being able to share that out. Cool. Do you got anything going on? What's going on with you? Or do you just want to get right into Let's comment? Get right into it. All right. So night of the comet, 1984. First thing I put, I really like the soundtrack. Like it's got a, a certain kind of vibe that kind of draws you in. But 
basically it's a fucking like it's a horror kind of camp zombie end of the world movie and we start out with like a a lead-in about uh the visitor is returning this this meteor comet that's swung so large and wide over through time and space its existence had been held secret until now um tinfoil hat right away i was like "Ooh, dude this is like nibiru planet x have you ever heard of any of that or fucked with any of that yeah i mean i'm not super familiar with it but i'm, I'm aware of it yeah it's just kind of fun to think about kind of scary if true but well in the so like you said the soundtrack for the first little bit i was like damn this is so 80s i'm having a hard time but then after a while they, they sprinkled in a few bangers in there so i was like okay i've, I've come around on the soundtrack do you mean by like the mainstream hits that they included or like the original no. score picked up a little bit for you? No, it was just like the first, I think maybe two or three. I was like, man, this is just really so heavy on the 80s thing. Um, but then as it went on, I felt like it got a little better. I don't know if I just softened up a little bit, but. It just wore you down. Yeah, it did. Um have you ever heard of this before or seen it talked about? No, of course not. What'd you think of it? Okay. So <laughs> it's got, it's a 6.3 on IMDb. Okay. That's, okay. On Rotten Tomatoes, it's 79 with the critics, 57 with the people. So if you kind of average those out, it's all about the same. Um, like you said, it's definitely campy on purpose. Uh, it's very 80s. So, like, objectively, is this a good movie? No. No, it is not. Um, did I like it? No. No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Uh, it was tough. Tough tough for Papa to get through. Um, I thought the premise was cool. The way it started, the first maybe 10 or 15 minutes. Like, this is a cool idea. Yeah. Uh, God, I had a really hard time. I thought the acting was horrifically bad the writing was yeah. dog shit i don't know if if it was intentionally bad like oh this is how we're gonna be schlocky on purpose but this is what it made me think of for an analogy um i don't know if you have ever accidentally taken like a tylenol pm during the day i don't know that i have or like taken a nyquil for some reason by mistake in the middle of the day instead of a dayquil that one's tougher to Maybe. do because, yeah. So I remember I, I tried to get high off of core seed and HPB one sure. time. Oh yeah. <laughs> Are you oh, yeah. you really familiar? Yeah. Oh yeah. During the day, and it was it was odd. Yeah, that'll that'll send you on a space trip, brother. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there was one time where I had Tylenol, and for some reason I didn't realize it was Tylenol PM, and I took it at like noon. And so after like half an hour, just that like feeling of trying to stay awake and fighting it and feeling like sick and depressed and not not happy. That's how I felt watching this entire movie. Damn, that's br that's pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah, that is pretty rough. I like um, the premise though. They just fucked it up pretty much from the very beginning. So 
Yeah. It, this is another one of those that I suggested and like not having seen it in quite a while. This watch too, I, I was like, why did I like this so much? <laughs> or why did I, why was I so okay with it to like, but not to buy it back or anything. I mean, I, I, I can't remember what the other movie was where I was like, yeah, I didn't, I think I, I think you liked it even a little bit more than I did. Um, Maybe it was the final girls. I don't know. It was something in there where I was, I was just like, but yeah, this time watching it, the beginning, I think is what I always remember the most because like the first 20 minutes are, are really cool and that stick out and what make it kind of distinct. Um, but yeah, so, it, it drags in a, a huge chunk of the movie, like a 40, 50 minute swath. Yeah. Is, like, I was like, this is boring. I thought there was way more action with Reggie. Like, I thought she was way more badass for some reason. I might be mixing it up with a diff- another movie too, but um, yeah, it's, it, it is just really slow. Yeah, and for, for 90 minutes, you feel like every second of it. Yeah, so it doesn't you, feel like a 90-minute movie. I don't know about you, but I think one of the reasons why I liked the premise so much was, so I was born in 87, so in 97, when the Heaven's Gate thing happened, that was like oh, a yeah. big, big fucking deal, you know, 39 people, mass suicide, crazy, I'd never heard of anything like that. So yeah, I, same, I think, that shit was wild. Yeah, so I, I think that sort of influenced me on this a little bit to be like oh okay i'm in hopefully it's something cool um right it was not but (laughs) so i did see one i I thought i would try something a little bit different this time where normally normally i like the movie and i'd like to find a shitty review in this case i didn't like the movie and i found a good review that i think is dumb but i also just picked up a a bad review that i that i think might explain why some people like it. It's just this dude named Walter and it's a very short review. It just says crap that is fondly remembered and best left at that. I thought that was pretty succinct. Like, yeah, it probably benefits from nostalgia or comfort, like you said, but yeah, crap that is fondly remembered and best left at that. I don't know. I thought that was pretty well, but but. yeah, I mean, yeah, so I wouldn't go so, so far to say crap, but I I do agree with the sentiment. I think the ideal setting for this is if you're trying to have something on the background and fall asleep in like late summer on the couch at like two o'clock and you're just kind of wiped. You did a little bit of yard work maybe and you come in to a cold yeah, beverage, I throw this on. I fell asleep watching it. <laughs> I, almost I was trying down. so hard to stay awake. <laughs> Uh, all right so yeah I'll, right. I'll save the good review for later because i, I think later. you'll like i think you'll like the source but okay yeah i will also say as like a like a cynical old man who used to manage people in a prior life this like opening scene where the the chick at the movie theater is like playing video games and the manager's like hey can you can you stop doing that and go do your job yeah. and yeah, like, fucking fire this bitch right now. Yeah. This is I don't know why that just bugged me so much and he's like don't go into the uh projector room and and basically fuck that guy who's fucking me. Like no. Yeah. Lock that down. <laughs> and she's stealing from you. Uh she's stealing from the the tell the till. 
Reggie's stealing from the Reg. Uh, yeah, that was annoying. It's like, it's got to really emphasize that she's badass at video games. Um, yeah, so we, we shoot to like our, we, we follow our main gal, our protagonist and absolute smoke show. I don't know about you. Uh, Regina, who goes by Reg or Reggie. Yeah, she, she looked like she could have been like Kathy Ireland adjacent, you know, kind of similar. Yeah. Aesthetic. Like a, a dark brunette. Dude, Kathy Ireland was like one of the first like crushes, like like legit. Like my my era was probably like yeah, like ninety two, ninety one, ninety two, ninety three, going into like third fourth grade, and there's like Cindy Crawford. Kathy Ireland was huge around there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a a very uh very good looking woman, and she's badass too. But she works at like a theater and. Uh, they have kind of some news spots talking about the meteor and it's like, it's this huge event, a global event. And so uh, some people are speculating some wild shit could happen and others say it's going to pass through over our horizon, be just fine. And then it cuts to like people partying like it's 19 fucking 99, like block Dude, parties. Of, you imagine like the sixties and shit, like. And some, I don't know. There was one sign in particular at the beginning that just was like, I heart the comet. Like <laughs> nobody's gonna make that sign. That's so dumb. I don't so know. I think you have too too much faith in people. I'd totally buy that. I heart the comet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like hashtag like fucking I love you comet. Like, yeah, it'd be all if that happened, there would be some sycophant like freaks out there. Yeah, like when uh, in uh, Independence Day, when they're up on the roof and they have the signs exactly. that are like, like, but at least those were like, welcome, we're friendly. Like, did someone though? I remember they're up at the skyscraper and it's all beam me up. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is happening. Everyone's having a good time thinking it's just like, you know, like Hale-Bopp or something. And uh, one of my favorite scenes, and I think one of the, the the biggest linchpin in me loving this or having like remembering it fondly, even though this watch through, I was like, fuck, I didn't like that. It was, it was a waste, complete waste of time. But this scene with uh, gal Reggie's sister, uh, Samantha, and their stepmom. Uh, trophy wife stepmom doris yeah this little interaction like doris is clearly fucking around on the dad who's out of the picture he's like some like special forces military guy he's out of the country and she's schmoozing she's fucking around with with chuck chuck suburban lothario <laughs> uh and uh <laughs> What she says, Samantha says, You were born with an asshole, Doris. You don't need Chuck, yeah. which prompts uh, Doris to slap 16, 17 year old Samantha. And then I like how she bows right back up, smacks her, and then Doris fucking punches her right in the mouth and knocks her over. Like, I remember the first time I, I was like, Oh, I like this movie's vibe. Like, it had a it had kind of a weird vibe because I wasn't expecting this setup with the comet and then this little familial kind of tiff that ends in face punching like in yeah. fisticuffs. Um, but yeah, that I, honestly, that's like probably top 
two highlight moments of this movie, which is not a good sign uh, for the rest of it. But um, the comet goes by, and then it kind of it does this weird dog shit uh, special effects, like looks like a TV glitch in the sky, and then it's the next day. Um, I did like the effect, like once the comet had passed through, the shit that they did with that red. Yeah, and like I, the sunset. I did like that too. I will that say was I, dope. I did, I did like that. Like if you were to have this on as like a screensaver, like different shots of like downtown LA, like where there's no one around, like it's like I am legend. And with that crazy red sunset, that exposure that they did, it made me, and like the yellow, little band of yellow at the bottom, I was like, this is like the embodiment of when I think of the phrase like tequila sunrise. That's what it looked like hmm. in the skyline on film. Um, but yeah, I, I really dug that. Like just like aesthetically, it, it seemed kind of cool and kind of weird seeing like this whole big ass metropolitan city completely bare. They did that really well. However, they squeezed that in before or blocked streets off. Like, Kudos yeah, to them on that front. I read something that said that they just shot it super early in the morning and just like did it real quick during red lights and shit. That's it still seems really hard to pull off in like yeah. a big ass city like that. So I thought that was cool. I like that kind of like because I've been to LA a couple times, not impressed. Um yeah, it's a shithole. It's fucking wild. But um I mean, there's a lot of cool shit there, but it, it's it's a different mindset. It's weird. But to see it juxtaposed like on this with that crazy sunset, that perpetual red tint and no one around was pretty cool. Um, so that like something happens to this comet where it passes through and it basically vaporizes everyone who is outside. And and then it had like diminishing effects from like the material which you were shielded by like it seems like some people in houses that were stayed indoors or at least a handful of them weren't vaporized but they start slowly like deteriorating and then there's people in like a compound i think that you know that under the underground and like behind you know uh like steel buildings and shit were less affected but this, this, yeah, this is partly where it goes off the rails for me because um, the the survivors. Let me let me get their names up before I forget. So Reggie and her Samantha. Well, Reggie, me heck. Well, Reggie and her super handsome boyfriend. Oh yeah, Larry. They they survive because they're in the projection room is supposed to be steel covered. Uh, Samantha survives because she ran away and slept in a steel garden shed, I guess. And mm-hmm. then Hector survived because he was, I don't know, banging some runaway in the back of his steel-lined truck. Um, so then, <laughs> then, yeah, like you said, people who were immediately exposed, like looking at the thing, vaporized, and then other people who were just inside slowly start decomposing and yeah, then people who are within like fucks. steel structures are impervious but then when like the whole the whole subplot or i guess it's the plot 
of this underground lab. I just and thought the, it was the so secret. fucking yeah. stupid. Yeah, it was. Because it's like, okay, what are they they've been working on this mystery comet for sixty five million years? And and then you find <laughs> out that they're like, Oh fuck, we forgot to close the windows. So we're dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the air from like the ventilation shaft or whatever was able to get in, so they're fucked too. So Yeah, it just seemed like such an obvious way of like, hey, we've got about fifteen to sixteen minutes of good movie here. We've gotta add something. Because yeah. once they got involved, I was like, This is this has gotten even worse. We have derailed. We have derailed. Yeah. I I remember it being a little different. I thought it got a little bit more Mad Maxi with Reggie. I, re- I, for some reason, remember her like being way more of a badass and having a couple more skirmishes before, like, you know, like the nefarious secret government organization in these kinds of like apocalyptic zombie, you know, whatever, take your pick kind of flicks, outbreak movies. Uh, are always there in the shadows and they know something and, you know, they're trying to, they might have, you know, an even greater, more diabolical plan related to this thing. And it, it just kind of really fell flat because yeah, they they just seemed really incompetent. The acting was really bad. (laughs) All that Oscar guy at the end was fucking terrible. Um, but wait, which one's Oscar? He's the one towards the end that with the glasses and the comb over and he's like wanting to go like buy the book on everything. And then our, I can't remember her name. She's played by Mary Warnov. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, uh, white. The super, the white. super tall, the super tall gal with the yes. fucking eyebrows. Yep. Um, yeah, she's, I think she's kind of a, a, a mini legend in like this kind of schlocky, she, like she's done a lot of schlocky like 70s and 80s uh flicks horror horror realm kind of stuff i kind of thought you might put her in the category of a handsome woman she's absolutely in that category for sure yeah. now i think of gina davis and mary warnoff for sure okay yeah i'd totally do her for sure um well she's like 90 so if i were my <laughs> age in 1984 um in 1984, Dude, yeah, she's you, still alive you and just, kicking. You were you were one years old in 1984. I was negative one in 84. I was in Baghdad when you were in your dad's bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Good old uh, Dude, I remember hearing that that at minimum three times a day. <laughs> every day um yeah so this is where like we we get our first zombie encounter uh reggie uh like larry he's been beat over the head with a wrench by a fucking zombie dude uh reggie boosts his motorcycle she starts going around i like this too like it's like establishing like everyone's gone she's driving through la driving back to her house to see what you know, is her sister around? And I liked, I kind of liked the effect. It looked like it was a pretty cheap way, but it still looked cool of like people's clothes and shoes on the ground yeah. and like dust 
like blast from like head arm area. So it looks, you know, it looked like anything like biological or with like a heartbeat, you know, cause even yeah. pets, like they found like a, you know, like a, a, a dog leash and shit. So anything like biological, this thing just fucking fries. Dude, I was um, still in at this point for sure. Yeah. Totally. And I was excited to see where it went. And then it just went to hell in a hand. Yeah, once, once she hooks up with her sister and then with Hector, it, it really downshifts pretty hard. But so it's like, it turns into your standard, like, you know, apocalypse kind of survivor movie. We got these two sisters who don't look like sisters at all. Um, and they're like, diametrically opposed one's like a cheerleader like valley girl and then the other one's like super independent like just really bad bitch um so yeah they i i mean i guess siblings aren't always super alike they just seem so like distinctly not like but i guess i bought their relationship too through throughout the movie like they seem pretty tight but yeah um, i mean of, of all things i did not care for their belief, the believability of their relationship didn't crack the top uh, 10,000 on my oh, list. really? But yeah, no, it, it didn't, it didn't bug me, really. But yeah, so they hear, they hear a voice that they think is a live voice on the radio. So they go to, to the radio station looking for another survivor. Yeah. They find it's a tape. Fine. That's great. There's a guy there. He's also a survivor, transient transiently in LA going from wherever to San Diego fine yeah and then and then when he's like I'm I'm gonna go see my family I think that might have been one of the first parts where I was like that doesn't make any sense why would you do that you know they're dead he's, I just Whatever. have to see man for myself and then and then the gals go to the mall which gets us to like one of the first and probably worst like time filling subplots that makes no fucking sense to me at all is these stock yeah. boys still I still don't understand what the fuck their purpose was they decided to just take over at JCPenney even though everybody <laughs> else was dead for for what purpose it's unclear yeah they just they needed some some kind of intermediary threat to push things along but yeah yeah, like there's these thug like badass dudes that are holed up in like the the fucking women's clothing section uh i did like one of uh her lines reggie's talking to hector about like she's like we need to go because emphasizing like that she's familiar with guns and like her dad's a military person she's like we need to go to uh los alamitos they got automatic weapons there we used to shoot out on the range my dad would take me and then uh because because she makes fun of hector's little gun what'd she say she says uh it might be good enough for date night in the barrio but if we're gonna come across any more of those fucking zombie fucks out there we're gonna need a little bit more stopping power and then uh and then he's like, you know how to handle that shit? And she's like, hell, Hector, Mac-10 submachine gun was practically designed for housewives. So I was like, what? <laughs> what does that mean? But yeah, yeah then yeah. her and her sister are toting around Uzi and Mac-10 the rest of the movie doing like target practice montage and fucking. Yeah, I guess we, yeah. I guess you might have mentioned it, but we skipped over the part where she beat the shit 
in quotes out of the the zombie before she got on the <laughs> motorcycle. Which yeah, she got tossed around pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. For some reason, dude, I I I thought I remembered her being like it, it turned way more Mad Max, like got like really intense, like. Uh, like she built like a nail bat and like, you know, like they had like a, like a phantasm montage where she like crafts weapons. And I was like, I don't know, fucking Mandela effect or some shit, but, um, or I'm just wrong. Well, yeah, because wrong. they talked about going to that military base to get all the Mac 10s, yeah, whatever, that, but it never yeah, shows them going there. No, they just show up. With them later, <laughs> Hector just shows up in some fucking killer duds cowboy duds and a fucking cherried out 57 chevy on white walls just fucking living the dream well and before that he showed up in a, a full-on santa uniform yeah where do you get the fucking santa outfit after any presents he even ran he dropped a present and went back for it <laughs> yeah the scene where he goes home and fights this little kid and doesn't oh, yeah. shoot him in the head doesn't make any sense to me. He took like one picture of his mom and then like a weird trophy from his youth soccer league or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That, I thought that little, that zombie kid was, was kind of creepy and it had some really yeah, shoot him in the head, really terrible fucking one liners in this too. When he was like, uh, he, when he goes to check on his mom's house, uh, and he, he opens the door and sees the fucking zombie kid. And he's like, oh, and he slams the door closed. He's like, he's like, uh, get away, you little goddamn freak. We don't want any. And then he's like, there goes the neighborhood as like they're like he's running <laughs> through the backyard. <laughs> I hate that shit. Oh, yeah, it was bad. Um, that's when we cut back to I get Sam's feeling like down. She's like pissy with her sister because she was making eyes with Hector and she's like you always take the hot guy or whatever before me and like their little sibling rivalry I knew so, you were gonna bring this up so Reggie is like let's do some fucking retail therapy shopping montage with fucking Mac 10s it's like of course you'd put Cindy Lauper girls just want to have fun <laughs> shop yeah let's just shake it off the existential nightmare that we're currently living in where we're the last survivors on earth and there's these zombie freaks around let's go sh fucking hey you know bitches be women shopping. be shopping yep. <laughs> <laughs> do you take vasa or mooster card <laughs> uh so and then they're just they're just about to get got by this dude who I, I like the reveal of one of the the JC Penny thugs when because he looks like just a dude like another survivor but he takes his sunglasses off and his eyes are all sunken in and he's starting to zombify I thought that was kind of neat but they didn't really go anywhere else with that um and so then they they get in a gunfight. <laughs> Uh, wild ass gunfight, and then uh, they they end up getting Sam, and then nick of, nick of time we have our our Deus Ex Machina of of sorts with the the secret government organization steps in, guns them all down, right in the nick of time, and then and then this then the movie shifts again into this like downshifts. 
It did have, I should it, say. It did have one fun thing that I like where somebody takes a hostage against a psychopath, and then the psychopath shoots the guy that she has taken hostage. Like, yes. this is how much I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh my god, you're crazy. He's like, he's like, no, I just don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they tried to set him like a like a psych like a joker kind of kind of dude, but um I stopped taking notes at this point, so you're going to have to help me prop this up, but we basically this and this, this the, part didn't make the any sense. Underground lab people come in and they at rescue the chopper. them. Yeah, and, and then, then all, through all this she's trying to get her sister and she just lets her She's like, oh, okay, yeah, hang out with these other scientists who aren't telling us anything, and I'll meet you back at their main base out in the desert. Bye. Yeah. So they split up inexplicably. Like, I was like, wait, what? Oh, because they're going to wait on the chance that Hector comes back from San Diego? I'd be like, no fucking way. He's not coming back. Let's go. Anyway, um, they split them apart, and then the whole it's it seems so like murky but it's also like dumb and there doesn't seem like there's any real stakes but it looks like there's an internal struggle with these secret government survivors on how to best deal with the little time they have left and like coming up with some kind of serum or antidote to save yeah. the remaining survivors um i couldn't tell what side this chick mary warnov was on did you have trouble parsing out? Like, yeah, I think she was. She seemed she like was, she wanted to like take no chances. Fuck all these people. Let's go back to the base and work on. A plan yeah, I, I don't think she wanted safe. to bring anybody else in, and right. I think she was also opposed to the like weird blood farming operation they had going on there. So right. I think that's why she pretended to kill what's her name, so they wouldn't take her back to gotcha. harvest her shit. That's and a good then. One. And then she killed herself to just completely be done with it. But because she comes with the revelation, she says their calculations are wrong or whatever. Like we only have like thirty six hours left because of the vents were left open, and like the main head honcho at the, the underground lab seems to differ or thinks they're going to have plenty of time with these the few survivors that they have. They have like two kids. They're like under age 12 and like another body. They're doing weird shit, like draining the blood, trying to come up with some kind of serum. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I was like 99% out at this point, checking the the time every, yeah. every minute or nope, so. The time. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, yeah. So I might've missed a couple of <laughs> details, but yeah. So they have the young kids that they're about to start harvesting. And then they have the older guy who, for some reason, they like popped the IV out of, and then when they put it back in, I thought like, "Oh, this is going to be important. Maybe this guy's going to wake up." Just yeah, nothing, <laughs> literally nothing. I was like, "Oh, they did it too later. It got exposed. He's going to start zombifying. He's going to start fucking some shit up." Yeah, they didn't even do that. I mean, that would not have helped or saved this movie. It would have just added something. Yeah. Because, yeah, this it, it really does bore you to tears, this whole segment. But, um, well, and there's no explanation for what this fucking lab actually is. Like, am I supposed yeah. to believe that this lab was created in anticipation of this, this known 
catastrophe that hasn't happened in 65 million years because that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, they seem to like be aware of it and like the effects, but we're still so ill prepared. But it's like, how would you be prepared? Like, your to your point, for something like this that happened so long ago, and it's like at the beginning it says like it's evaded, you know, uh, you know, through time and space detection because it's on such a wide elliptical. So. Yeah, it, it kind of shoots itself in the foot, like plot wise, like narratively, like it, it just doesn't make sense. And th- like, I agree. I wish it would have been better thought out, but I also wish like these are the kinds of movies where I like a lot of exposition and like explanation of like, ooh, how did it start? And like, you know, here are the unknowns and like, what are we battling against? How do we get there? And it just it didn't really have any of that. And it was just super flat. Um I did like, like I alluded to earlier, Hector coming back in the fucking, yeah, the the cherried out fucking car, and uh... so this was one of my favorite parts where <laughs> uh, Sam is presumably dead, and uh, uh, Reggie is inside the facility, and Ector comes to the gate. And the security guard's like, oh, what are you doing here? Who are you? What are you doing? And he's like, come here. Can I show you something? And then this secure location, he just, like, walks around the gate. Like, what? What the fuck? He didn't even unlock, like, a, a, sh- no. like a chain and, like, a padlock. It was just open. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they kept doing those weird shots to, like an armed guard, like the bottom of their leg. Yeah. And like an outpost in the desert. And that weird insignia that looked like a maze, like, Ooh, like, yeah, you know, I, I meant to ask you about that. Secret. Like, what the fuck was that? It was, it didn't, because it, it was, was a different there. gun than we had seen at any point. So I thought they were, um, like foreshadowing some sort of siege on this underground lab, but right. That never happened. Yep. Yeah. That, nothing like that ever happened. Yeah, I thought cool. it was going to be that or like some kind of like s- mysterious interloper that was going to be that was going to come down or be inserted into the plot, but mm. yeah, none of that happens either. Cool. So yeah. And then Hector, I like when he opens the trunk and then she's actually alive and they get the jump on the guard and he goes and plants dynamite. Like where the fuck did you get that dynamite, <laughs> yeah. dude? And rigged it up to where it would fucking light the fuse upon ignition but yeah that that part was kind of cool and then the end is just really strange like all right we're getting hitched and like the two kids we saved we're pretending they're our children we're dressing them up and so i don't know i was like was the chick wrong and they they have more time to live because they didn't show any signs of deteriorating like that one guy at the at the compound so yeah i was like is this a happy ending or they're just saying like you know fuck it we got eight hours to live now or five or whatever it is no and then of course samantha finds her her the dmk who is also she's like who's that dmk who got on my high score list on my video game and they they went so far to tie that back 
and close yeah. that thread. I was like, why? 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 This isn't. <laughs> there's no point for any of it. <laughs> yeah, that was, it was some of the choices were were pretty odd, but yeah. How is that an apostrophe? Um. Yeah, I, that's all I got on Night of the Comet. Sorry, I let you down. I this is one I remembered a lot. It was a lot more flowery. I was I was seeing in rose tinted glasses for sure on this one, but I still wouldn't go out of my way to say don't ever watch this to someone. Oh, I would. It's not that, if anybody's it's not listening, that bad. Do not watch it. <laughs> Please, I'm begging you. And if you do. Please write in and tell me I'm wrong, but I don't think there is a person on earth that would watch it and, and write in and tell me I'm wrong. But that's just me. I wasn't cursing at you. I was cursing at the lady. Nice parenting. Hey, thanks. See my therapist? Take a walk. Oh, God. I love that part. Speaking of Adam Sandler, I had the misfortune of walking in on uh bits and pieces of his new film his nepo nepotism vehicle that stars his daughters the it's like i don't know what you're it's on netflix it's a it's he he's in it and his wife's in it and his his daughters are in it it's i can't remember what it's called it's like you're so not invited to my bat mitzvah oh my god (laughs) <laughs> or some shit like that. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because I was just talking to the missus and she said that because I was asking her like, hey, what are you going to watch when I'm off doing the pod? And she said, uh, I think I'm going to try rewatching the whatever Bob Mitzvah thing. And I was like, oh, did you try to watch it before? And she's like, yeah, I made it five minutes and turned it off because it was so Dude. bad. I didn't realize it was a Sandler thing. Yeah, oh yeah. He pl- he plays <laughs> Yeah, he's really stretching on this one. He plays his daughter's dad. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Both of his daughters, but his young his younger one, uh, I don't know where I think it's Sadie is the main character. Like she's all over the place, but yeah, it was pretty rough. My my daughter and Wife loved the shit out of it. Really? I was like, yeah, I was like, I, what are you talking about? But see, I loved Hubie Halloween and my wife hates it. So you were living in my daughter. My daughter loves it too. So it it became a a fast, uh, like must watch yearly Halloween watch for sure. So I'm about to fire that bitch up here pretty soon. (laughs) Wow. What a confusing household. Yeah. So yep. what what did you dislike about you're not invited to my bot mitzvah? I mean, f- to be fair, it's not for me. <laughs> it's not, yeah. I'm not the target demographic, but I don't know. And I mean, if Sandler's producing his own shit, he wants to put his kids in it, whatever, more power to you. But I don't know. It, <laughs> it just seemed really like sappy. Just like because some didn't, he, didn't he sign shit. like a huge Netflix like seven picture deal? Yeah, and I think he might just be churning out like here, here's this horse shit. They're doing a Hubie too, so he's not oh, going yeah. away anytime soon. But I thought you liked Hubie. 
I do, but okay. I, I don't like the, uh, like I have a contractual obligation for so many pictures. So I'm just going to churn out some dog shit to satisfy the contract. Like, I mean, do you think, do you think Hubie two is going to be anywhere near as good as like a happy Gilmore or the water boy? Like, no, no chance. Never. No. But I'm okay with it. Yeah. Hey, I mean, get your money, King. There's some pretty good shit in, in Hubie. Like, I was, I was, my expectation level was pretty fucking zero. It was like in yeah. the toilet. And there was some good stuff in there. Even just like the shirts that the mom was wearing, like Boner Donor <laughs> and like shit like that. It was awesome. The one that got us, though, is when the dog, it's like a, a boxer dog, and they put the, uh, they put what? Who's that motherfucker? Uh, I can't remember the name. Groucho Marx glasses. You know the glasses that are connected with that nose and mustache. Yeah. yeah. They put it on the dog's ass. The glasses and his tail starts wagging, and it looks like a nose and a face, dude. That part fucking <laughs> kills me and my daughter every time. We have to rewind it like thirty fucking times before we can proceed with the rest. <laughs> Oh, anyway. All right. So, yeah. Night of the Comet. Fuck it. Brought down my average pretty yeah. fucking hard. Movie, movie I was, sucks. I, was hoping uh, to... I do have a scintillating piece of trivia that I think you're going to Oh, love. yeah. Let's hit it. Um, There was so little trivia about this movie because it sucks so bad. <laughs> I, I, I wrote this one down because I thought it was so bad. This big piece of important trivia says... The sequence at the department store, that was shot at night. Oh, no shit. That's it. Cool. That's the most riveting piece of trivia I found about this piece of shit. The think tank base was done with miniatures and forced perspective. Ivan E. Roth pulled out a prop gun during his audition for the role of Willie. Jesus. All right. Let do me you know have a positive review I do of have this? A positive review. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. So it says, you ready? Yeah. So it says, Night of the Comet is not really symbolic of anything quite so real-world perilous, but it serves as a real example of smart, resourceful, and snarky butt-kicking women in film of that decade. Okay. So, fine. Butt-kicking. Do you want to know who wrote that review? Is it someone famous? It might be a returning critic on our show. No. Is this it? is this is Jennifer K. Stoller from Bitch Media. Bitch Media, <laughs> yes. Boner alert. Oh, God. <laughs> but it's so it, it the first gal, her name was like Maria or something from Bitch Media. This is a different writer, so they were churning out some fucking material, oh. some content over at Bitch Media. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. You engage hostiles. I vaporized hostiles. Cool. Um, but yeah, the whole symbology thing, no. Snarky. 
Yeah. Well, it serves it as tried, a great example of smart, resourceful, and snarky butt kicking women in film. She doesn't. I like that shit, but she does not kick <laughs> any butt. There's a like a, a drought of butt kicking. That's if they could have injected this with like fifty percent more badassery and ass kicking, like it would have, you know, it would have. I don't know if it would have saved it, but yeah, that's what I definitely wanted and thought that it it delivered. But you want me to drag him out of here? Kick the shit out of him. All right. Uh, yeah. So that dr- sorry, Rick. Drags are average on an eighty-five point two. Fuck. Whatever. We're still in B territory. Oh, stop picking dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can't win them all. Um. All right. Well, I think, uh, the, I think the next two are probably going to be solid. Oh yeah, I'm I'm super confident in all the carpenters that we have lined up. Um. Yeah, I'm still itching to do. I I want to do Dyer Lane. I want to cover that. What do you think about that? Do you think I'm there's down. enough meat on the bone, or okay? I don't think there's enough meat on the bone, honestly. But I think we could turn it into something all right maybe we'll, we'll come up with some some more like horror like seasonal games maybe sprinkle in some more young jeezy finish the lyric type shit but i did want to leave off with one well two more points so one is we actually just exceeded little milestone for us we exceeded uh ten thousand downloads as per uh Podbean, our Sweet. podcast host so yeah pretty rad Thanks, I'm also shout out to, Yeah, thank you very much. We that's we've gotten a lot of love on YouTube recently by way of the Karen Reed case has definitely brought a lot more uh eyeballs ear holes to the show. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in people that check us out. Enjoy what we're laying down. We appreciate you. Um let the good times roll. Uh also shout out to I don't know, are you a cider guy? The no. card cider? Nope. No, not at all. Nope. I'm not really I'm not at all either. I've I've sampled a couple things and like some sour beers that in on paper I should like a sour beer a lot, but something about it, it's like does something to my my tummy. Like goes right to the bottom and like just like sits there and the sour on top. I don't know. It's like acidic, like too acidic. Does yeah. You, does it make you burpy? No, I guess not any more than a regular brew or like a sparkling water make me pretty burpy, but uh, shout out to Blake's Hard Cider. I know they're kind of a big name in the cider game. My glare is affecting it, but it's got pumpkins on it. This is uh, Blake's Hard Cider seasonal apple lantern roasted pumpkin hard cider. What's the uh, alcohol percentage? 6.5. So it'll get you nice bad. and it'll get you a little little cool little fade going. Have I had like three uh and some of that crystal head vodka when I was on creature comfort. So I was pretty fucking tuned up. But um yeah, they're nice. I like it more like it's it's more crisp, kind of refreshing than like a beer. Like I don't feel as weighed down as like a craft brew. Yeah, because I feel like most ciders are really low, like three or four. 
No, we this one's six five. They have a couple. I think they have a couple seven and above. And then they also have a another seasonal one. I almost picked up. It was uh, caramel apple hard cider. Sounds no. pretty fucking tasty, brother. Downed. No. What's the uh, well? This amp- the, this ample lantern's doing it. What's the pumpkin patch situation near your house? Uh, it's it's not su- it's not super crazy. Honestly, back when we were in NorCal, the shout out to Bishop's Pumpkin Farm yeah. in Wheatland <laughs> is a fucking banger. That place is dope. They have a proper fucking setup out there. Haven't seen anything like that up in the northern reaches but i know down in indianapolis and the suburbs they they have some wild shit out there like haunted hayrides and like some pretty pretty big stuff but we're going to a place like a haunted forest i think here in a couple weeks that should be should be pretty fun but i've never seen the the one pumpkin patch we went to last year i've never seen the fucking variety of pumpkins ever Hmm. there was there had to been like 40 no less than like 45 like variants like shit with hair on it green long ass fucking what hair yeah it it looked really weird you know (laughs) it it looked like you know those people that grow like down in like south america and shit that can like grow hair on their face like the werewolf like it's like a genetic thing where you know like normal you and i we don't grow hair on like our nose like the bridge of our nose our forehead cheeks speak for yourself (laughs) (laughs) it's just like a full like a cousin it situation they had pumpkins like that it was really weird teen wolf yeah teen wolf pumpkin but um in your neck of the woods i really like the uh fucking uh corn maze yeah Pretty fun. Pretty pretty spooky too. I got I went in there like, oh, I'm not gonna get scared in this fucking corner. I got <laughs> I got scared a couple times, buddy. It was pretty freaky. <laughs> fucking chainsaw, like right on your fucking yipping at your heels. I was like, oh even though they take the chain out, it's still still kind of freaky. Yeah, I don't know. Count me out. It's fun. Come on, get in the season. Go get some pumpkin butter and a fucking <laughs> bag of seeds and go through the corn maze. It's fucking fun. You know, the one that scared me the most, though, like, was just a dude in, like, a crazy big, like, Grim Reaper hood. And he had, like, an armful of plastic snakes. And he was, like, at, like, a, it was, like, a tea in the corn maze. And he was just right behind the stalks. And he took, like, one foot out and just popped like 50 <laughs> plastic snakes in the air. And I was like, Oh fuck. Like <laughs> that shit got me. Got me good. And you didn't uh, go like okay. dad angry mode on the guy. Oh no. Just rip his fucking head off. No, I, I like getting scared. Like it's a fun feeling, but I went into it really jaded. Like, like I'm enjoying this, but I, you're not going to scare me. No, <laughs> come on. Uh, <laughs> You guys should check it out. Anyway, we're going to finish up with one I've been fucking talking about and lagging on. Really funny. Uh, Harrison Ford telling a joke short. Okay. Take it away, Harrison. I was working in the produce department at the grocery store, and the lady walks up and she says, excuse me. Says, yes. She says, where's the broccoli? I can't find the broccoli. And he says, uh, we ran out of broccoli. We'll have some tomorrow morning.
And he goes back to his work and he's stacking the oranges. He hears behind a mister, mister, turns around and it's the same lady. She says, where's the broccoli? You got any broccoli? He says, no, ma'am, we're fresh out of broccoli. We'll have some tomorrow morning. Goes back to work. A couple of minutes later, this woman walks right up in his face and she says, how come I can't find any broccoli? He says, do me a favor, will you? She says, what? How do you spell cat? It's like in, in catastrophic. She says, C-A-T. How do you spell dog? Like in dogmatic. She says, D-O-G. He says, how do you spell like in broccoli? She says, there is no broccoli. He said, that's what I'm trying to tell you, lady. Man. <laughs> no? Damn. I don't know. I, I was just expecting a little better, I guess. <laughs> You're tough. You're tough sometimes. He's like us every day. Mad as a bag of bees. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. Any last words? Any last... Uh, do not... Do not check out this movie. Do not no. pass go. Do not. That's yeah, there, you can do a lot better for your your Halloween horror uh, itch for the season than this. So, all right. Well, yeah. Next week we'll have a chance for redemption, reconsecration. Uh, we'll have Miles back uh, covering the thing, the seminal 1982 remake, actually by John Carpenter. That's widely loved uh it should be a good time if you have any questions complaints concerns hate mail uh you can reach us at wax at waxing the porpoise.com or either of our socials instagram is at waxing the porpoise x twitter is at waxing the porp thanks for joining us uh thanks again to the people who are listening and enjoying the show we appreciate you leave us a review uh would be helpful if you can on uh, Apple Podcasts, that's the best way to get our, our name out there. So, yeah, thanks again. We'll see you when we see you, and we'll see you later. <laughs>